it's been over five weeks now since I have been trying to establish a UK manufacturing base for PPE. I just want to give you an update about where I've got to, some of the frustrations that we're having and what I hope will come out of it all in the end. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips for making in the UK. So let's crack on with the show. Welcome to episode 116 of the Make It British podcast. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about PPE again because we discussed it a couple of weeks ago when I did an episode about PPE and can we make it in the UK? And I still very strongly believe that we can, but that was two weeks ago and things have changed quite a bit since then. I wanted to update you if you haven't listened to the previous episode I did about PPE, that's number 114, and you can go back and listen to that. And thank you to everyone who did listen. It was actually our most popular episode ever, and it's certainly a topic that everyone feels very strongly about now, about the lack of PPE that our current health workers and frontline workers have available to them in the current crisis that we're going through. So want to cover it again today because there's more things going on I think you need to know about them. In the meantime I have some good news and that is that we now finally have a rescheduled date for our Make It British Live event. Now for those of you that were due to come to the event it was going to be taking place on the 17th of March 2020 which was just as the coronavirus outbreak in the UK started to go towards its peak and just a few days after the event was due to take place was actually when lockdown happened. So we went through a really difficult week in the run up to the event with do we put it on? Do we cancel it? Do we postpone it? What are we going to do? Lots of exhibitors started to say that they didn't feel safe to come because they were worried either for themselves or someone that they might have back home with underlying health conditions. So we took the decision at the time to postpone the event and it's taken us a month to finally sort out with the venue when we would be able to reschedule because it, no one quite knows what's going to happen over the next 12 months. How long is lockdown going to last and what might life look like when we come out of lockdown and will people start going to large events again? And our trade show is a large event. We get thousands of people coming to it every year. So we didn't want to reschedule and then find that we'd have to reschedule again. So the date we've now got for the next show is the 9th and 10th of March 2021. So we're going to leave it a whole 12 months before we put on the next event, but it's going to be our biggest and best yet, I am sure, because when we do finally come out of this awful pandemic that we're in at the moment, I think there's going to be much more of a focus on manufacturing locally and buying products that are local as well. So 
9th and 10th of March. It seems like a long way off now, but put it in your diary. If you had a ticket to the previous event, it still um, can be used at the next event. And we'll be sending out more details about that as soon as we have them. We're also going to be doing a virtual event as well, a virtual trade show, which we're quite confident is a really good way for people to meet manufacturers before, if they can't wait until the next March event. Now, again, with the virtual event, we were going to do that in May, but because everyone's on lockdown at the moment and many of the manufacturers actually have their staff on furlough and they would probably want their staff to be there at the virtual event as well, we are going to put on the virtual event instead in September. So further details about an exact date and format for that to follow. So back on to the main subject of today's show, which is about PPE, personal protective equipment. So it's been over five weeks now since I have been trying to establish a UK manufacturing base for PPE because there's such a shortage in the UK. And I'm not going to go into the details of why there's the shortage, because you only need to listen to the episode from a couple of weeks ago to find that out. I just want to give you an update about where I've got to, some of the frustrations that we're having and what I hope will come out of it all in the end. So my main aim with all of this was to have the government or the cabinet office acknowledge that we have a good UK textile supply base here that they should be turning to to help dig them out of the hole that they've got themselves in 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 terms of getting personal protective equipment to frontline staff and to NHS trusts and hospitals. And we're now nearly five weeks on. In fact, we're more than five weeks on. And to the best of my knowledge, there has not been a single gown manufactured in the UK procured by the central government. There's been quite a few gowns that you would have seen in articles in the press, because I'm talking specifically about gowns at the moment as one of the items of PPE. Not scrubs, not masks, um, but specifically about gowns. And they are the items which are in the shortest supply at the moment and which so urgently needed by our frontline staff is these non-surgical gowns to protect them from the virus. There's been several companies in the press that you probably read about who have made gowns, but they've been making them and giving them away for free to their local NHS trusts. Now, that is brilliant as a short term solution but it's not a long-term solution. And that is what I have really been pushing for, where we see the government procuring these type of PPE products from UK manufacturers, not just now, but in the future as well. So I really thought we were getting somewhere a week ago, had an online meeting with a lot of stakeholders, and there was talk of committing to UK manufacturers. And a week has passed now and still... We have nothing. In fact, I was on the television just over a week ago. I was on BBC Breakfast, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes for this podcast. And I talked about how we were nearly getting there and that there was going to be lots of UK-made gowns ready to be delivered in just a few weeks' time. And a week on, I don't feel that's going to be the case. So a week has passed now, another week, and we still haven't got any further. 
We're not getting responses in regards to questions we have that manufacturers need to know in order to get further with the sample development and production. There are all sorts of obstacles being put in the way for these companies that are applying to to provide these gowns. And manufacturers are quite, quite honestly, they're just getting fed up now. They're getting, they want to help and they want to do it through the correct channels and they're still being ignored. So it's just been so frustrating. And what I think the biggest issue is, there's a lot of companies, well-known brands, and most of them not actually in the textile industry, and they're making the gowns, probably providing them for free, I would imagine, some of these big companies, and it's a very short-term solution. So, for instance, I read at the weekend that Nissan are now making tens of thousands of gowns. Nissan, the car factory, which is you know, it's really fantastic and commendable that all these businesses are doing these charitable things um, to help out make this product. But it's not a long term solution. I mean, let's not kid ourselves that as soon as everything, you know, as soon as they can come out of lockdown and get their staff making cars again, they're not they're not going to make gowns anymore. And then what happens then to the supply of gowns and PPE to the NHS. We're back to square one and we're going to be even more further down the line. And and this is the issue that seems to me that a lot of the contracts for PPE have been given to big businesses, well-known names, when really the work should have been given to the experts those companies, that that's what they do. They sew textile products. We've got thousands of them in the UK. Lots of them exhibit at our Make It British Live trade show. That's what they do. They're contract manufacturers who are happy to take on this contract and, and continue making gowns for the foreseeable future. And I also believe that we can make them here at a very competitive price. It's not a difficult product to make. It just needs people sitting at machines. And many of the manufacturers have got workers who are keen to come in and help. They're keen to set up their factories in a new way. So all their staff are socially distanced. They're keen to all work together so that between all of them, they can provide the volume that's needed. We've even got factories who have specifically offered just to do the cutting so that all the cutting of the fabric could be done in one place. And then other manufacturers, the fabric can be distributed to all the different manufacturers and they could all make these gowns. We could do that for, that could be a long-term plan for the UK to make PPE for its own country and be self-sufficient in PPE manufacture. But instead, we've got car manufacturers making gowns right now and no sign of the clothing manufacturers who actually have the sewing equipment and that's what they do all the time. No sign of them actually getting anywhere in terms of getting an order for these products. I just think it's so short-sighted and such a short-term solution when we have a much longer-term solution right right here in the UK. And I've completely lost confidence in the fact that the government have 
any plans to help sustain the UK's textile industry if they're completely ignoring them right now when they most need them. And it's really disheartening. And I'm, you know, I didn't think I would have to do this podcast two weeks ago. I thought we were getting somewhere. Everything was looking quite positive. It was still slower than everyone would have liked. But now we've got to the stage where I'm actually thinking, well, that's fine. We will just connect all of the manufacturers directly again with the care homes and the hospitals and people like that. So all of that information is on the British Textile Consortium.com website, which I set up especially for this. And if you know anyone that's looking for PPE or if you can help make it, then pop onto that website and you can find people there who can help make it because waiting for any official orders from um, central office, central cabinet office is just is just taking too long. And I'm sorry if you are listening to this and you're a manufacturer out there and you've been offering to help for the last few weeks and you've been wondering what was going on and why you'd heard nothing back. That That is, this is some of the reason why the government has very much been turning towards all those big names that they recognise on that list of the thousands, eight to 10,000 people that have applied. And even when manufacturers have had a reply, it's still not going anywhere. Five weeks. I mean, it's not a difficult product, particularly if we're talking about the gowns. It's a very, very basic stitch garment. And we're sourcing it from the UK locally. Could have had it done by now. Five weeks. And still not a single gown has been delivered, to the best of my knowledge. So really frustrating. And it's such a shame because it was a real opportunity for the UK textile industry to show how much it can help. In the meantime, special thanks to all of those manufacturers, textile manufacturers out there who've just off their own back have just been making scrubs and supplying those because they can't wait. And actually, a lot of people have been contacting me saying they're looking for fabrics for scrubs and gowns. And there's a company called Torre Textiles who can supply both. And I will put the details for them in the show notes for this podcast in case you are wanting to start making scrubs and gowns um, and you want to know where to get the fabric from. So you'll be able to find that in the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 116. So just a short episode from me this week. I hope you're all keeping well under lockdown. I'd love to hear from you. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, please do leave me a review on iTunes. I do read all of them. It means a lot to me to read the reviews. And also some of you leave lovely comments as well on the Make It British website where the podcast episodes are posted. So thank you very much for your very kind comments. Sorry this week has been a bit of a rant, um, but much more positive news next week, I hope. And hopefully a bright future for UK textile manufacturing, in fact, UK manufacturing as a whole, when we go into 2021. I'm sure we will get this PPE situation sorted out in the end. It's just taking a little bit longer than we all would have liked or hoped. But once we do, I really do hope that it is becomes a long-term solution and that UK textile manufacturers can continue to supply this essential PPE kit that our doctors and nurses so urgently need, both now 
and on an ongoing basis. And thank you very much for listening to today's episode and I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.